everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Tam Tonight. Thank you so much for stopping by and hanging out with me. Episode 11. Wow, it's pretty crazy, right? And now I think we have 88, 90 subscribers. So this is a big deal to me. I know it's probably a small amount. People got millions of followers, but I didn't have any subscribers when I first started putting out time to time. I mean, when I first started putting out Tam Tonight, I didn't really have any subscribers. Like, I started doing Behind the Rack um, maybe three years ago when um, Asha and I went to New Orleans. And we, like, went to a bunch of stores, interviewed people. Like, that's what kind of... I wanted to make, like, sort of a fashion show, like, the fashion police, but, like, with world coverage and travel stuff, too. What, what have you, like, just came a long way with subscribers since that time, like, and neglecting the channel, too. So, it's just cool to see, like, with being consistent for a few weeks, what happened. So, thank all of you for subscribing and, like, thumbs up in the videos and, like, maybe the two comments that we got. So, thank you for all of that. Um, thank you to everybody that follows me on social. I get, like, a bunch of random followers all the time. So, thank you for that. And let's start the show. So this week, the main thing I want to talk about, well, the first thing I want to talk about, because it's kind of old, uh, last week I put out a Behind the Rack official video, so go ahead and check that out. It's on the channel. Um, didn't put out a TAM tonight last week because of that. I covered a great new African line. It's called Bloke Nigeria. Follow them on social media. Um, it's a new male designer, Faith Oluwajimi. I mistakenly assumed that Faith you know, was a girl because I didn't follow his personal page on Instagram. So my mistake, Faith is definitely a guy, nice guy too. So sorry about that. I want to apologize here on my show because I kept saying she, her, this, that all over the bloke video completely ruined that. So thank you, Faith. Anyways, I hope we can be friends. I hope when coronavirus is over, I can come out to Lagos and I can talk about your line, cover your line in person. Maybe do some designer day in the life type of diary video to, you know, tell you I'm sorry in real life because I really, really like the show. I liked a bunch of the clothes. I want a bunch of them and I don't want our relationship to be, you know, on this bad foot because I said she, her all day long in your episode when you are clearly a very nice man. Thank you. Beyond that, you might be wondering why I'm wearing this t-shirt. I try to dress like nondescript on the show even though I dress like a boy. Um, this is my Anarchy 2016 t-shirt. I don't know if you can fully see it. I got this shirt in 2016 after um, I had got off of work, did my part to go for the first time ever, vote in a Democratic primary for, you know, the good brother Bernie Sanders against Cricket Hillary. And... You know, just to find out that my vote was not counted, that they swindled it, that they lied, that, you know, um, I'm not going to say her name, but the former head of the DNC helped cheat on some fake girl power stuff for Hillary Clinton after she was kind of bullied. I didn't want to support that in any type of fashion. So I went to Hot Topic and they had this shirt and I got it because I wanted to represent for, you know, the feelings that I had. And I'm sure millions of other Americans had at that time we were cheated out of Bernie. I'm wearing it today because although it was old news like I started to talk about, but then I wanted to say sorry to Faith. Old news because last week when I was picking up my Thai food, Bernie Sanders was on TV and he endorsed Jim Crow Joe Biden. And my feelings were just, I was so confused because first of all, I was hungry. I was trying to support my local businesses. I really like this Thai food place. It's called Thai House in Redlands. It's close to my job, and I would go there all the time, like, when we were back at work and all of that. So I was in the area doing some errands, um, and I stopped by. I wanted to support whatever. And I saw this on CNN while I was waiting six feet apart, social distancing style. And my feel, I was so confused. Like, how did this happen? No, Bernie. And then a bunch of, like, my logical, because I tried to be as practical and as logical as I can, emotion aside. Because thinking what emotion does not get nobody nowhere. So, I tried to put my emotion aside real quick that I was sad about Bernie in, endorsing Jim Crow Joe. And I was like, probably because, one, Bernie can't campaign like he needs to campaign when everything shut down like this. Two, he's seen the fact that the Republicans cheated, swindled, lied, as they always do, voter suppression style. That's the only way they win. 
And only the people that was brave enough that didn't care if they was going to die or not because they already lived good lives, the old, went out to vote in these primaries in these weird states that don't nobody want to live in. No disrespect. And Bernie probably saw that and he got the information and he was distraught at the news that only the old people made it out voted for Jim Crow Joe because they were old like him. They're from his demographic and all the young, cool, hip people that are on social, you know, bolstering, being loud, being proud about Bernie stayed inside because they're scared. They were getting their Uber Eats, their Instacart. And if they could have done their voting online, they would have done it. But they wasn't about to go stand in no line and possibly catch Corona to go vote. Cause that's not, you know, that's not our jam. Makes me sad. The other thing, is that Joe Biden consistently, although he's spending way less money campaigning, which burns me up. Like, I really hate it how brainwashed old people are, but whatever. Spending way less money than everybody and is outpacing them with the votes because who's showing up his demographic to vote for him? The old people and the people that think somehow because he know Obama, he shook his hand before they cool, that it's going to bring some type of that back. has nothing to do with the two. They're separate people, separate entities whatever the brainwash that is america group think oh jesus it's so deep and it just makes me sad so bernie really endorsed this man now we got to deal with it and he's saying that oh he's gonna take on all these policies all this stuff and it's just once again this shows why like this proves the conspiracy people right this proves even trump right that the democrats had it out for bernie don't want him to win that the establishment just will never give up. They don't care. They don't care if they got to cheat, lie, steal, swindle, okay, mass hysteria. They're not going to let somebody left field come in and just shake the whole thing up. They want moderate change, incremental change. They don't want, like, a revolution. Even if it's a small, like, just we're just going to help a little bit of people at the bottom. It's not a big deal. They don't want it. And that's just so sad to me. And it's sad that Americans consistently vote against their best interest, too, for the sake of, like, the cult of personality for just, I have no idea. It drives me crazy. It hurts my feelings because you think as a person, I'm 27 years old. Like, I don't have children yet, but I hope to have children. And it's like in this type of world, in this type of situation where people consistently vote against, like, what is best for them? Free health care. In the sake of a pandemic, you don't even want to vote for the person that was going to give you free health care. No question. It makes no sense to me. So it's like just the quality of adults, the lowest quality adults. We're going to put it back up. Low quality adults. It just, I can't do it anymore. So anarchy, bringing it back, anarchy 2020. I don't want Joe, I don't want Trump. So who, what are we going to do? Just move, can't move. American, all sides of the family American, where am I going to go? Very depressing. Like what? What did we do to deserve this? I didn't do nothing. As I said, I'm young. I'm 27. I didn't create this political landscape but by golly is it horrible i don't want trump i don't want joe but it'll be interesting to see who joe puts on his ticket to try to make himself more palatable to make himself more just less uh you know make himself more attractive so is it gonna be elizabeth warren to try to bring in the white women that usually vote for Trump, even though they say outwardly different things, but in largely demographic, they go vote for Trump. Is he going to bring in Elizabeth Warren to get that girl power? And Elizabeth Warren had a lot of the youth, too. So is he going to bring her in? Or is he going to bring Bernie in? Bro code style. Men first. You know, gender over ideology. That's how we'll really know if it's that strong. If he breaks rank and just brings Bernie in under the fold and lets Bernie be his vice and takes on Bernie's whole platform because Joe Biden has no platform other than I know Obama we used to kick it. If he takes on Bernie's whole platform and then because I also saw Joe Biden had this crazy ass ad about Trump and it was very spicy. Like it was on Trump's level, like Trump didn't protect you. And he sided with the Chinese and they got voice over and video of Trump saying the Chinese are doing very well. Oh, just Trump's using his own tools 
to take him apart. So if you pair that Joe Biden's pettiness and his old man rancor, just ugh, attitude, and his just, because he will brawl it out with Trump. He'll get dirty with, he don't care. Gloves off Joe Biden. He said he wanted to fight him. Like what? Joe Biden don't care. You pair that with Bernie's platform. That might work. And that might get a person like me who I can't stand Joe Biden. I don't want him to go away and be somebody's great grandpa. Stop trying to force yourself on us. We don't want you. I want him to go away. But if he has Bernie as his vice and takes on his whole platform, I'm saying, and possibly throw something in for black people, because with these Trump checks, I see that y'all got money for reparation. You just don't want to give it out. Because what's stopping you right now from pushing an extra button? Even if it's just going to be $1,200, which I think will be disgusting. I think it will be a slap in the face, but still better than nothing. What's stopping y'all from pressing that button and just keeping it on for the black people? Like, everybody else got the one-time payment, yeah, but the black people, they're going to keep getting it because, you know, slavery are bad. We don't want it to be no big deal or nothing. We don't want to give y'all free college. We don't want to not tax y'all. We don't want to make y'all entity of your own like the Indians, Native American. We don't want to give you no type of tribal rights, no upper echelon citizenship, no platinum American card. We're just going to give you this $1,200 till you die for your percentage of slavery, whatever you got, ancestry DNA. Keep it on for the black people, $1,200 a month. But come on now. Joe Biden, you can do something. You can work something out. Get the black vote. You already got the old black vote. Get the young black vote. And let it not be so ceremonial. Like, give something out for the just unwavering support, unearned, unjustified that you get from older black people, Joe Biden, pay them because those are the ones that you said on the Senate floor or the Congress, whatever, when you were like, we understand slavery and all that, but we don't owe these kids nothing. And if they do a crime, we should penalize them to the maximum and all that. You should pay the old people though, because they didn't break no laws, but they wasn't super predators. They was going to church and voting for people like you to, you know, imprison their children you should maybe pay them some money for not letting them eat lunch at your table and not letting them go to college with you and stuff like that just keep the $1,200 on for them thank you so much Joe Biden now we're gonna go to because of corona which is pretty incredible a tiny little thing virus can come from another place and knock everything out Coronavirus has caused now Great Depression levels of unemployment in America as of right now. I guess according to the reports that were laid out last week, I think we're going week by week, Friday by Friday. 22 million people now on unemployment assistance in America. Let that sit. 22 million. That's a lot of people. Wow. And that to me only says that's the people that were recently working and stuff that had jobs and that for whatever reason displaced, laid off, whatever from said job. Not counting the people that were already out of the job market were not applying for unemployment before that. So right now in America, for me, it could easily be 25 million or more unemployed people. Wow. Christmas is canceled. Summertime is over. In the way of like theme parks and um, Southern California is like Disneyland and Knott's Berry Farm and Six Flags and we're about to go out and we're going to go to the beach and we're doing the family vacation and you know we're at Christmas in Hawaii, Black Friday, it's over. 22 million unemployed, uh, qualify for unemployment assistance. Now, these people might be doing a little bit better because some of them are getting that Trump bonus, the Corona bonus with the 600 extra dollars. But still, if you're only getting 40, 50% of your pay, what have you, that's not a lot of money. Especially not here in California. I can't say for the other states, I don't want to say lesser states, but the states that cost less money to live. If that's like really making everything okay and it's cool in your households. But here in California, like extra six, if I'm only getting 40, 50% of my pay, I ain't doing nothing. Like I'm still not getting by. I still might be short on the rent. Pretty crazy. I have never lived in a time where there have been 
this many unemployed. It's saying that this is, that's why I said Great Depression. They're comparing it to the Great Depression level of joblessness. And I think that even after, whenever they're talking about it, they're going to open it back up. I've seen several states, Georgia, Florida, um, Tennessee, the slave states, saying that they were going to reopen. Even the Atlanta mayor, uh, I think her name is Mrs. Bottoms, she's saying, no, please stay inside. Like, I get what the governor's saying all that, but please stay inside. So I don't really think that the rebound from this is going to be quick. There are investment gurus, uh, economists, people saying that the housing market and the, you know, commodities markets, the crash is coming on down. Like, it's not going to be good. And I think that largely Americans, we're not very much recovered or, you know, ahead of what happened in 2008, 2009. It's been 10 years, kind of. So it's pretty crazy that something this fast and is going to affect the same sort of thing, like commodities, housing, employment, is happening. People still haven't recovered. So, I mean, people are still upside down in those mortgages. What are they going to do now? What are people going to do now with the job market being insecure to go back? Like, I think a lot of industries and stuff aren't going to be the same. Uh, as a person that loves to go to concerts, bars, clubs, things like that, I don't know if those industries are going to be the same. Maybe with time, but the rebound from that is going to be a while, and a lot of those things are like mom and pop. They're not necessarily corporations. So I'm interested to see like how the recovery happens with that, and are people even going to want to be out? I know a lot of us are kind of going stir-crazy being inside with the quarantine right now, but once the rules are sort of lifted up, and like Gavin Newsom is talking about letting things go in phases, are people still going to want to be you know, jam-packed in a club with... 300 people super duper close to you or more like the weekend before the lockdown stuff happened I was at Dre's in Vegas with like a couple thousand people easily on the little rooftop it wasn't even no space on the dance floor like we couldn't even move around we couldn't even walk to find people so I don't know if that's gonna be the vibe after all of this is over I'm really uncertain about it even for myself um, music festivals and things. Uh, Coachella is saying that they're going to resume and it's going to be rescheduled for October. But then here in California, um, a local newspaper of Palm Springs is saying like, that's not happening. So I'm very, very interested to see like socially where things go after this, business-wise, um, just life getting back to normal. I know it's not going to be like crazy, like we're all just going to be living different. No, I think slowly things will go back to normal. But I'm very 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 like concerned nervous anxious to see where it all goes and what sort of happens with things like I know it's not going to go back to just being the same and that's like scary I saw an interesting tweet that said like times like this shows how addicted people are to the drug of like knowing or certainty and it's like yeah because nothing was really ever certain anyways you see how quickly like things got turned around and it was like this but just the idea of the security of like oh yeah in the morning I could just go to Target and get whatever I need and it won't be no big deal on the way to work and then waking up and it's a line a 30 40 minute wait to get inside a Target like people like me introvert people people that don't really like crowds don't really like a lot of people don't like this is crazy to see everybody has to act like us. Very odd. And then the whole mask thing, I don't like, I'm not down with, but maybe. And then like for the people that are still working that are being considered essential, in like direct contrast to this 22 million that's unemployed, right? The people that are considered essential, not making no money. So imagine like how badgered, how like patronized, how just irritated I would feel if I'm like an Amazon employee or a grocery store gas station employee and everyday people on the news, people on social media, um, commercials, all this stuff talking about how thankful they are for us, how grateful they are for us, oh, essential workers. And I don't even make enough money to have my own apartment. Like by myself, I got hella roommates. I don't even make enough money to have my own car. Like, I take the bus, I Uber, I get rides to work. Imagine how irritated you would feel. Like, I don't know about y'all, but I take money so serious. It burns me up. Like, I saw that Amazon commercial talking about how much they love their employees. And I'm like, bro, how much did this commercial take you to make? You could have, even if it was cents, 
split it up and give us all some sense, then put this out. Do not do it. An email from HR is free because they're already on the payroll. Have HR send us all an email saying how much you love, appreciate us being essential, all that during these dark corona times. And because of that, you're going to give us $1.99 extra on the paycheck this week. I know it's not a lot, but split up between millions and millions of people. Look, it came out to be $100 million. Look, but we did what we could do. Do not make no ad, no commercial, telling others how much you care about me. Care about me directly. And as a job, care about me through pay. I don't want no symbolic. We not friends. Because if you was friends, you wouldn't make me be here during the pandemic. You would let me stay home with my family. And you would pay me. So clearly we not cool. So stop trying to tell everybody. Stop putting this PR out like we cool, like we friends, because we not. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Don't do it. If you feel like I'm essential, pay me a wage that is essential for me to live. How about that? I want these people to go on strike. I want them to have unions. I want them to be paid a livable wage, which is $20 because we're, I know that $15 might cut it in the less desirable states. But on the West Coast, 15 ain't going to get you nothing. You can't get no apartment with 15. You can't have no car with 15. You can't get no food with 15. At minimum, to have a regular life, studio apartment, car, pay your car insurance, pay your student loan bill, the lowest possible price because they do it according to your income. You're only going to pay $30, $50 because you broke, and they even know you broke through calculation. You need that $20. do not try to have no kids. Cause your kid gonna have to sleep in the drawer under the bed. Give these people $20. Pay them essentially. Thank you. Scumbags, dirtbags, America. The next thing we're gonna do, I don't know if we'll have this segment all the time, but it's just an interesting thing to have right now because of what is happening, especially, you know, on the point of the unemployed. Social media is like the place for counterculture. All internet, really, I feel like is about counterculture because it started out with people like chat rooms, little weird blogs, instant messenger things, finding like-minded people. So in these dark times of unemployment, Great Depression levels of unemployment, people in alternative lifestyles, counterculture, are trying to find ways to make money. So I saw on the news that a lot of, there are like a lot of strip clubs and stuff on the Pacific, uh, what do they call it? Pacific Northwest has a lot of strip clubs, like in Washington, Oregon, things like that. And one of the owners, because he didn't want to lay everybody off, fire everybody, uh, decided to let these girls deliver food because the clubs sell food and liquor, right? Pizzas, wings, burgers, whatever, fries, I don't know, bar food. So now the girls are going to deliver food and they get tips. So I was like, okay, that's a cool way. Interestingly enough, that was on the news. But last week in the New York Times, there was an article about Instagram strip clubs. And they highlighted, spotlighted P. Diddy's son, Justin Combs, also the son of Misa Hilton, the renowned stylist of Little Kim. So Justin, along with many others, I feel like Tory Lanez probably really, really started it, but Justin like probably organized it and kicked it off because he has a lot of connections, rich boy style. With getting these people together, Tory Lanez, and he had this Instagram, he's calling it Quarantine Radio. If you guys have all been on social media, you know about Quarantine Radio. And Tory Lanez was, you know, on his Instagram live thing, and he's having people on and they're dancing, and they're doing different things, what have you. And then the weekend says, put a demon on. And at the time, none of us really knew what a demon was, or at least us layman's regular folk. They put girls on, the girls go crazy. The girls are getting naked. They're doing this, they're doing that. Debauchery. And we all learned, you know, the, the frame, the, the phrase was coined demon time. Now, since that phrase was coined, I would like to give credit to The Weeknd because that's the person I saw said it, whatever. These girls in the alternative workforces, sex workers, strippers, OnlyFans girls, what have you, cam girls, different girls, they're coming out and they're doing their thing on Instagram Live and they're getting donations. And in this Instagram, in this New York Times article, it said that Justin, like, gathers rich friends, rappers, other people, and, you know, they all donate along with, you know, regulars, people that are just on Instagram Live. They put the cash apps up, and then they divvy it out between the girls. 
girls are saying they're making 18000 they're making more money than they made before, and they're not even having to leave their house. They're safe and sound. They don't know what they would be doing without this help. So it just goes to show that counterculture always finds a way in that it's so sad that people like don't want to talk about it and don't want to say it, but sex work is really the oldest work in the world and they should really find some type of way to legalize it and just have less like taboo and shame and stuff around it because clearly even in the time of the pandemic, we should be worried about food and shelter. Are you going to take care of yourself? 22 million unemployed. People are still willing to give out money to see a little something on the internet, on a screen, not even in real life. So, just take that into account. And think about the weird stuff that you do, which you might be interested in, and how you might make money during these dark times. Everybody is not able to put it all on blast and things like that. I know, I'm not. Everybody's not cut out for it. But maybe you have a craft. Maybe you make something. Maybe you can do something, provide an essential service to someone to make money during this time. Because some people are making it happen by hook or by crick. And that is that for my politics segment this week. Now, we're going to go on over to Look of the Week. This week on Look of the Week, I was kind of, I'm telling you, it's hard to find looks because ain't nobody going nowhere, nobody going outside. Very difficult. But I did what I could. First up, we got Lydia from Ethiopia. Now, her name on Instagram is Femme Black, like, you know, follow her if you need some style inspiration, if you are just wanting to see some beautiful, melanated goodness, well-dressed, goddess style, check her out. I picked this look because it is totally in my lane, it's totally my vibe, and I feel like in these crazy times, this is how people need to be dressing because I refuse to, like, really embrace this mask thing like I just don't want to some people can do it well and we'll get to that later on but I don't really want to so I feel like at least with all black classic chic look like this I can just throw on that regular black mask and I'll feel less costumey I'll feel like I'm trying less hard so she came to slay in Zara blazer and jeans Gina Trico I believe turtleneck glitter official jewels and I can't say the other jewelry name I don't want to butcher it and then she had a beautiful Christian Dior bag as we can see with the CD logo it's the saddlebag beautiful slick bun edges done gold I mean perfect this is my look this is my vibe I love it that's why I picked it she slayed if you want some more clean classic looks follow her Instagram I follow her love her so next up, we got the beautiful Bia in a like coral, salmony, oversized Mistress Rocks blazer, a custom E-tie LA, I believe that's how you say it. I don't want to butcher it, but I feel like I already did. Oh, well, sorry. Louis Vuitton mask. I think it was made out of a repurposed Louis Vuitton towel. So go check that out on Instagram. And a lot of them are for sale if you're interested. So check it out. Louis Vuitton, little trunk, round trunk, sandal she didn't name. But very cute look. Bia is taking the quarantine and she's taking it up a level. Thank you so much to all of you like Bia that are figuring out how to make this quarantine and make it cute. I personally am still struggling with that. So I really thank you girls for doing what needs to be done and providing inspiration that like we can help us get back on track with the new looks that we need. Because like I said, I'm having a hard time embracing the mask. So things like this give me hope that I can, if I just, you know, continue to persevere and continue to just fight the good fight, I'll find the style that I need, the new quarantine style. Then we got Cardi. Now, this was a throwback look that they did not post from Paris Fashion Week. Cardi is in full Mugler, Fenty earrings, and Jessica Rich shoes. Bomb look, styled by Colin Carter, of course. Um, love that they like held some in the chamber for us in case something happened. This was a great look. I would have loved to see Cardi in this at Offset show. But I get that maybe she didn't want to wear like another well-known brand designer to his design debut. But when I saw this look, I was like, this look was fire. She she would have killed it at his show. But neither here nor there. Perfect look. Love it. I really, really like that Cardi is like the Mugler girl because she fits in with their historical like brand image of like their icon woman. So I really, really like that she like gets their archive looks and that they sent her these just 
fire looks to make moments because I think over the years if we continue to see Cardi in these type of looks this will like pan the way to her fashion icon status which she's already like has a really really solid foundation for but it'll just help build up more her dealing with like the more iconic houses that everybody doesn't have access to so perfect look of the week Colin Cardi you do it like no other but you already know that now we got Eva Apayo, the beautiful model, in a Sorella Boutique top, silk or by silk pants. Uh, they look like the off-white Jordans, but I don't know about sneakers, so let me know in the comments. And then a Lady Dior bag, patent leather. Beautiful look. I like it because it's like off-duty. I'm not trying too hard, but I'm out here and I'm cute still. Uh, Eva gives a lot of that vibe, like her off-duty model vibe, but it's more, I don't know how a better way to say this, but like more black girl because a lot of the off-duty model looks sometimes can look a little country, like a little frilly dress, ruffle look, and that's not really my vibe, but I feel like all Eva's looks are like something I could do, something I've seen a girl around the way in before, just heightened or like designer accessories or something, so I really, really like her and look up. And last but not least, we got one of my favorites, a look of the week OG, Ash Ford. Now, Ash Ford came to slay this week in a quarantine, but I'm outside look featuring Miss Lola and Shop Kira. Now, I don't know if she has partnerships with these brands because I see her post a lot of their stuff, but it's like she takes it and she does something to it. She does something different. So I just love this look. It's like Chanel, but I can afford. And the toe the open toe shoes I like or these would be more considered mules right because they have no back yes the mules I love the tweed with the Chanel-esque belt the sunglasses the hair just ash you know how I feel about you girl we're here we're we are locked in look of the week ash boy and that's it for look of the week and now we are going to get into 106 in parking lot i'm so happy for 106 in parking lot this week because sex tape 4 is out the dream the dream came i told y'all before my body my soul my spirit is ready and the dream came he dropped sex tape and i just i am changed i am different so we're gonna go through the songs right now there are 13 songs on sex tape the first song passion I would say it's featuring P. Diddy, but it's not. But you know how P. Diddy does when he produces a song. He, like, talks on it a little bit. So it, he said bad boy. So I assume, P. Diddy, I assume P. Diddy produced this track. Passion, like it. Go listen to it. If you love me, why you fuck me like you mad at me? Passion. Nothing will feel the same. This is my song because it's like, it's some old school kind of the way he's singing the nothing will be the same. But then it's like, he messed up. He know he messed up and he's sad because he knows like, she gonna be fine. She's already fine. She's doing well without him. But he's the one that's over here tore up because he did it wrong. And he wasn't thinking about that when he was doing it. But now he's so sad and he's broken up. Nothing will be the same. The dream just Sang is that one because Sang is like, Sang gives me Studio Love by T-Pain. If you know about music, you know about that. Because the dream is like, I'm going to make that thing sing. I'm going to make that sound like a group. And you already know me. You know how I produce. And we in the booth. I need some vocals. It's classic dream. Just talking his talk. Wow. Sang. I'm going to make it sing. That's what you want somebody to say to you. Four, we got Wee Hours featuring Janae Aiko. Bomb song. Just, it's like a... I don't want to keep comparing his songs to other songs because I really, really love the dream, but I'm trying to give you ideas about the vibes. So the vibes of Wee Hours is like touching you, R. Kelly and Nivea, but it's the dream and Janae. And it's like the dream got Janae talking nasty and it's just, I want you bad, I want you... It, it's so good go listen to it please go listen to it okay then hard for me hard for me is like classic the dream sex song like he made that cussing hardcore we're gonna talk about it we're gonna get dirty r&b music you know that's the dream's vibe and that's what this song is i want to make you i don't want to say it i don't make this too rated r but the song go listen to it notice we can put that nigga on notice the dream is so cold like 
the dream and it makes sense that he's southern because he has that old school southern pimp type of vibe the way he talks like the dream is like you don't even gotta kick him out just come over here just you get your bag you come over here leave his stuff where it's at and just tell him you done and whenever he's ready come get his little stuff come do his little we don't need none of that you over here now we good over here in the mansion here goes the keys to your personal rolls royce here goes your new wardrobe forget about that past forget about him if, if it's up to you though girl i'm just saying we can put him on notice you can let him know that's why the dream is that one but like top tip top for my time i don't know about you guys time for my time tip top number one spiritual more just in his bag talking that talk anybody can have sex but can nobody have spiritual connection he's saying this is not regular love it's not boyfriend girlfriend it's not disney it's not regular marriage. This is that rich, high class, top level. We in the mansion right now. Look around, girl. It's not regular. Spiritual experience. The dream. Then we got Ecstasy. Ecstasy might be my favorite song on this whole thing. I don't really want to pick a favorite song yet because it hasn't been like a couple weeks. And I like to like drive to it, ride to it, get ready to it, and pick my songs. But Ecstasy might be my favorite song because he's like... Is it ecstasy or are you that bad? Wow. Like, I like when you talk to me like that. I'm telling you, I like that pimp talk. I don't know what it is. I just like it. He said, I need action, Jackson. Take you back to the mansion. Credit cards, Birkin bags, change your motherfucking fashion. I'm telling you, ecstasy is that one ecstasy is that song like whoa that's my song then we got body work this is like some prince old school prince type of vibe but it's it's a good song you gotta go listen to it the next song is also a prince type of song but it's more like if you remember i need a fast car dream this is more that and she's like i know i know you I know you a cheater, but boy, before you leave, fuck my brains out. And that's the song. And I think it's hilarious because as an adult, you might understand that. And it's just the song. It's very like Prince-esque, very fast car, very just go listen to it. Great song. Say something. Girl, don't sit there. Just say something. Now, I said that ecstasy might be my favorite song because say something is very close up there because he's like just give me a call and i'll be at the gate waiting outside for your body like a sex fiend again i like that talk the dream comes through with that talk that i need so don't just sit there go say something my song then we got take care more of the I t that's why i like the dream because now the new r&b is like talking crazy to the girl like that they don't need the girl and then like they kind of want to be rappers r&b guys but the dream does r&b correct because he comes at the guy he's t always telling the girl like the guy that she with ain't about nothing when's the last time you had somebody take care of you forget about him don't worry about him i'll come over there i got you i'll hold you down bring you food whatever you need i got you because when's the last time one of these niggas took care of you they don't don't even worry about when we gotta talk about it I'm gonna be there for you, the dream. Why he's number one again. And then to close out the album very beautifully, very soulfully, we got Coltrane, and it's all just piano, a la the name Coltrane, jazz, learn about music, become cultured. And that is Sex Tape 4 by The Dream. Now, I don't know when we're gonna get the tour, but I saw him making some type of music video on Instagram. So I want to see those music videos. I personally will be making music videos to these privately, all these songs, because I like them. And I told you guys before in the previous episode that I'm a stan. I'm not going to release them because I can't do that. But I will be making music videos because all these songs ring off. And I need, I told you, my body, my soul is ready. But the tour, I need to know about the tour. I need to know. So send out a mass text, a group email. A group of I don't know whatever it takes 2021 sex tape four tour just the sex tape tour can we get all the songs all four projects together sex tape tour I, I need that I want that thank you thank you so much then we got division or I don't I, I guess that's how you say it it's amuse in her feelings I really like their music I'm sorry I don't know how to say their name 
I assume it's division because that's the abbreviation style. 16 songs, love the cover. Um, not very, very familiar with like this sound from them. I feel like the other album had a different sound, but I get that there's two of them. So I'm not going to hold one to that or the other, but whatever. And we're just going to go through the songs. So the songs that I like the most out of these 16 songs are Friends featuring Party Next Door because the Party Next Door and it's just a vibe. Stop listening to my friends. Bomb. That's what you need. That's what you want. Then Courtside featuring Jessie Reyes. Might be the best song on the whole thing. She's not playing games unless she's courtside. She don't want it. Jessie Reyes in the song talking that talk. What what the girls need to hear. Okay. Bars. And go check out Jessie Reyes if you have not. She has her debut album out right now too. So go listen to that. But on this song, um, No Crying featuring Future. Great song. Go listen to that song. Dangerous City featuring Bougie Banton. Was not expecting that feature on this album, but I liked it. I was here for it. They also have So What featuring Pop Can. Wasn't, like I'm saying, I was not expecting either of those, but they're both good songs. Go listen to those. Flawless, Do It Well featuring Summer Walker. Is, I can't say favorite song because I really like Friends with Party. I really like this song. And then there's another one that I really, really like that everyone likes. But those are going to be my top three. Like, if I'm going to say favorites from this album, those are my songs. Friends Will Party, Flawless Do It Well with Summer Walker. This song is so good. Okay, for Flawless, it's like the way that the beat drops and changes. And it's like that weird 90s party song vibe that maybe that's why I like it so much. But I love this song and I'm going to be listening to it on the regular. It's going to be on my driving playlist now. like it. Between Us. That's the third song from this project that I like, 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 featuring Snow Allegra. Love it. The video, bomb. The song, perfect. And it's the um, Usher, 7 o'clock on the dot beat. Like, what? Fire. I also like Greedy. Greedy is a good song. I like Amuse. And those are my favorite songs off this division project like i said very different sound from the first project but i'm not mad at it i like this project a lot it flows very well like all the songs going to each other i listened to the whole thing straight through i didn't have any skips i wasn't i didn't mind it but after i listened to it twice i did pick out my favorites and they were those three plus the other ones i was telling you about like i like those two the other songs i feel like they're not like fillers but they just it goes with them all so well that i'm not mad at any of them there's no negative review on this album i like the whole thing i'm looking forward to seeing division on tour because i want to see what they do with these songs live and i also want to see if they can carry them without the feature because these are like some heavy features like songs i said with party summer and snoop so I don't know if they will be able to pull it off or they would sound the same without those people. So I'm interested to see that. But I'm a concert girl. We'll see. Next, we have the new Toronto 3 by Tory Lanez. This is not typically the music I go to Tory Lanez for. It's like I kind of forget that he does rap from time to time. There are 16 songs. A lot of this music, like, it's just not my vibe and I don't want to say it but a lot of this is like seems like ugly boy songs like hurt songs like Tory Lanez was not always the top pick from the ladies and now that he has money he's sort of like taking that out on people like that's his superpower and it's coming out in the songs now I know that there might be a market for this like the DJ academics the boys that look like DJ academics uh the boys that were like not cute in high school but maybe they started to work out now and they're kind of cute and maybe they have a job at best buy so they're mean to girls on social media but i expected more from tori because of the r&b stuff i listened to from him but whatever but there were still some good songs i like pricey and spicy i like uh broke in a minute now broke in a minute was like the single song i thought like that song a lot i remember broke in a minute i feel that who Needs Love? That is my song. I will be driving to that. I'll be whipping to that because it's just, it's a catchy song. Who Needs Love? When I, look at me. Drip on me. Fire song. And then Penthouse Red is a good song. It's like when you kind of know you messed up and you're reminiscing about those old things. It's Drake vibes, but Tory Lane style, like Penthouse Red. 
And those are my songs from Toronto 3 or the new Toronto 2. Like I said, this type of music, not really my vibe. Like it was very like rough to listen to um, because of the harshness of a lot of the lyrics. Like, damn, who hurt you, Tory Lanez? Why are you so angry? But those are the songs that I like. And he's good. Like I love all his R&B. Like the Chicks tapes, I love those. I put in the constantly in the rotation old ones his all his remixes when he remixed controller i live for r&b tour but rap tour he's in his hurt bag and that's not what i go to rap for i'm sorry we got secret a single by 21 savage featuring summer walker it is a remix of my little secret by escape love it perfect song and i like that as much as 21 Savage like sings R&B and stuff on social media and make, goes viral with his little sing-along video that he took a classic and an Atlanta song so he did it right because he couldn't fix any song. He did an Atlanta song and he put an Atlanta girl on it summer. He just check, 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 check. 21 Savage did it perfectly. Smashed it out of the park. Secret. Love it. Can't wait to see the video. Vibes by Band Hannah Izzy. I believe that's how you say his name. Featuring Dream Doll. Now... Band Hunter Izzy, not familiar with him. Only thing I knew about him was that he dates Zonique, and that is T.I. and Tiny's daughter. Who Zonique, she was like trying to be a singer for a little while. I don't know if she stopped doing it. Her music was cool. I don't know what happened, but whatever. I know that they date each other. And then I saw Dream Doll, because I follow Dream Doll, support Dream Doll. Um, she was in this music video, and I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And his rap is not bad. He's good. So I'll be supporting Band Hunter Izzy as well. Great song. Like that he put a female rapper in it. He didn't have to. Uh, she was very much on her Little Kim vibes in the music video. Her bars are stepping up constantly. Like this is just another step up from the Thought Box remix. So her verses are continually getting better. So shout out to Dream Doll and Band Hunter Izzy. Like welcome to the Tam Tonight group. If you keep on putting out music, we will keep supporting you. As long as you don't do nothing crazy, nothing bad, nothing stupid. We'll ride or die for you. Welcome Band Hunter. Next up, we got Kalani, Everybody's Business. Cute song. Kalani is still a little bit in her recovery bag. Her sad relationship didn't go where she wanted to go back. But it's a good song. It's a cute song. The music video that she made was very cute, quarantine. But she made it work on the grass. Nice vibe. Nice song. I look forward to hear the whole Kalani project. And I want to know if it was different before what happened between her and YG happened. Like, was it a happier more carefree I'm in love type of vibe and then that happened and it sort of derailed it and turned it into like the toxic and the you know what's up and the this or you know like because I would think I just am interested to find out or maybe the album will have like two sides it'll have like the sunny side the all me Keisha Cole side and then this side too so we'll see but either way I know it's gonna be good music because when girls get their feelings hurt it always brings out the best sort of music so interested everybody's business Kalani go stream download and watch the video and last but certainly not least we got coffee the brand new single by the illustrious the beautiful the talented Kelly Rowland now Kelly Rowland has been gone for a minute but she's back with the jump off I don't know what Kelly Rowland's last song was I don't think she definitely put out something after motivation and all that but this might be her biggest like splash since the motivation time because this coffee song is gonna be that one it's very fun very sexy very cute uh, very cheeky Kelly is coming she's using the curse words okay she's out in the video she's exposing a little bit of body Kelly is coming with her grown woman swag this song no feature which I like but the video is so cute it has all of these brown dark chocolate goddesses in the video one of the little looks is kind of sheer and it says coffee on it that's the only like branded thing in the video everything else is very editorial very vogue uh black hairstyles the beach it is like a kind of little caribbean summertime vibe to the song too so this might hit more when we're out of quarantine um but it's very cute it gives me vacation it gives me just freedom and it takes me back to a place when things were happier so coffee by kelly Rowland. go stream it she already has over a million views but go rent it up for kelly and i look forward to if she's going to put out a full project because i really want to see that and the other thing that this brings me to is because i saw beyonce posted all three in a row kelly Rowland supporting of this coffee video 
I want to know if Kelly's putting out a full project, is there going to be a Beyonce feature? And could it be like a cute, fun, sexy song, like a grown woman song? Because in the Destiny's Child times, we didn't really get a lot of that because they were under the guidance and tutelage of the Knowles, you know, Matthew and Tina. And they were trying to be respectful. Like the, the sexiest stuff we got was like t-shirt and cater to you and then they was gone. I want to know if they come together, can we get something cute and sexy and grown on a Kelly project? Think about it. Get the dream involved. That's that fire right now. And that is that for my 106 in parking lot segment this week. Now we're going to take you over to the Chevy playlist where I give you five songs to ride to and roll to when we're not here together on TAM tonight. This week we're going to start it out with Who Needs Love by Tory Lanez. I told you this song is like it was made for driving. Put it on, drive fast, don't get no ticket. Next, we got Flawless Do It Well by Division featuring Summer Walker because it is a vibe, it's a bop. Listen to it. Three, We Hours by The Dream featuring Janae. Because I need you to support this song. It's a great song and I want to see the video. So I need it to get a lot of streams, a lot of views, a lot of downloads, a lot of buys. I need it, I want it. If we can get a Janae The Dream tour, do you know? Bring it, bring it my way. Janae X the Dream. Put that out in the atmosphere. We Hours Tour. Small clubs. Nice venues. You know? Sexy, old school vibes. Y'all can do this. Then we got Chocolate by Kiana Lede featuring Ari Lennox because it is just a fire song. Uh, compliments to your mama know how to treat a good woman. Or can't say that for a lot of y'all. Chocolate. Finally, we got PGT by Party Next Door. Because that's the anthem, that's the Tam song. And I want to share with all of y'all. I already told you when we reviewed the album, but now I want to throw it in the mix for y'all. PGT, where was she raised? Where did she raise her? So that is it for my Chevy playlist. I hope y'all like it. And you know, I always like to close the show with a positive quote. And this week, my quote is by Albert Einstein. And it is, success comes from curiosity concentration, perseverance, and self-criticism. Curiosity, concentration, self-criticism, perseverance. That's how you become successful. All those things together. So, always be curious. Always be looking, what can I do? What's that? How can I fix that? Because problems. A very rich person that I know told me that he became rich by not thinking about the things that he wanted, thinking about problems that other people had and how he could solve them. And that's how he became rich. Bars. Next thing, concentration. Once you find that niche, once you find that thing, you got to be dedicated to it. Tunnel vision, you got to go in on it. You got to put all of your eggs sort of in that basket, at least for the time being, and water that and let that grow and blossom. Concentration is key. You can't be all over the place perseverance you cannot give up because it's going to get hard things are going to happen things will go awry but at the end on the other side of the money it's not all the people that had the best idea that was the smartest that was the most educated as we can see from our society it's the people that didn't give up perseverance and last thing is self-criticism because it's never perfect okay you can always be better you can always do a little bit more you can always grow you can always learn more there's always opportunity for advancement self-criticism will help you keep that in mind you don't want to get lazy rest on your laurels ain't no money up there so that's it thank you so much for watching tim tonight uh like share subscribe subscribe get us to 100 let's have 100 by the time we share the next episode episode 12 episode 12 should be the celebration of the 100 subscribers on time to time so thank you for watching i'll see y'all next time bye